Welcome to the Free Man Void. If you're watching on BitChute or YouTube, I'm your host, Victus D. Void. And of course, to those listening on the podcast, Free Man's Addendum, Mad World, I'm your boy, Victus D. Void. And today I got a very serious topic, and we're talking about the downfall of, I know I, I, I've brought this topic up many times before, but the downfall of freedom is something we are witnessing. And because of the global tension that is currently uh, uh, at play in our world right now, people are just ignoring or at least putting this threat against the very concept of freedom uh, in the back of their mind. And if you're wondering what threat I may be referring to, well, I'm talking about the Canadian debacle of the over the Freedom Convoy protest. I got two articles I want to discuss with you guys. And uh, the first article came out on February 1st, 2022. And it is titled, Canada Moves to Make Asset Freezing Under Emergencies uh, emergencies act permanent. So basically what happened was, you know, to pressure the protesters to, you know, stop protesting, stop, you know, uh, expressing their God-given right to uh, challenge authoritarianism and fight against evil. In order to put pressure on these people, they decided to pass a bill that allows them or gives them the power to freeze bank accounts for anybody who donates money to the Freedom Convoy protests. So the article reads as this, in order to stop what Trudeau's regime referred to as illegal blockades, the government threatened to freeze the bank accounts of demonstrators and anyone who donated money to them. Under the Emergencies Act, banks are required to freeze accounts without a court order, while all crowdfunding platforms and payment providers are mandated to provide information to FinTrack, which stands for Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Center of Canada. Deputy Prime Minister Christia, Christia Freeland announced that many of the measures imposed temporarily to deal with the protesters, after, by the way, that they have been suitably demonized as violent extremists, will now become permanent. You know that old saying, there is nothing more permanent than a temporary measure? This is a play straight out of the playbook of Chancellor Palpatine from Star Wars. If you guys don't remember, if you watched the Clone Wars movies, Chancellor Palpatine basically helped devise a false flag operation with the banks in the Star Wars world, which led to many other representatives within the Senate to believe giving him control of the banks would help limit corruption. And what happened when Palpatine gave out the orders to begin Order 66 to the clones? Well, he, he had control of the bank, so he, he controlled the flow of money. And because of his office, because of the power and authority he was given over the military and the whole of the galaxy, he became the de facto supreme leader of the galaxy. Now, I'm not saying that Trudeau somehow planned the Freedom Convoy entire event. No, no. What I'm saying is that they're using conflict to justify attaining of absurd powers, you know, powers that make it easier for them to limit the freedoms of the common man in the general populace of Canada. So here's a quote from Miss Freeland, uh, Trudeau's deputy prime minister, uh, Chrystia Freeland. This is what she said. We used all the tools that we had prior to the invocation of the Emergencies Act, and we determined we need some additional tools. Basically, yeah, the power we have already is nice, but we want even more because we cannot allow you guys to stand up against us ever again. Ms. Freeland continues, some of these tools, we will put forward measures to put these tools permanently in place. The authorities of FinTrack, I believe, do need to be expanded to cover crowdsourcing platforms and payment platforms, she added. 
Now, the article finishes off with uh, Ronald Reagan has been proven uh, right again, which is kind of silly because Ronald Reagan was literally talking about uh, establishing a new world order. So he was one of them. So I don't really agree with that aspect of the article. But just a general description of what's going on. This this article is a warning to Americans because this absurd abuse of power is taking place on the continent of North America, not in Mexico where we all expect uh, evil authoritarianism level of stuff to take place. No, it's happening in Canada, our lovely and friendly neighbor up north. You are watching an authoritarian regime come into existence and spreading its tentacles deeper. First, it started with Trudeau using the lives of the far-left compassion narratives to swindle the Canadian populace, and now they're cementing their power in order to limit the people's ability to fight back after they saw what the people are willing to do when they are allowed to be free to protest against injustice. This is a red flag to all of America who still believes that the government is your friend. But it gets much worse. I know I did tell you guys I have only two articles for you guys, but I happen to have found another one that's, that is very important. And this article is about what happens to you when you stand up to an authoritarian regime. I'm not just referring to the overall freedom convoy. I'm referring to a specific individual named Tamara, uh, Tamara Lick, Lich. Is that yeah, Lich, Lich, Tamara Lich. Basically, she was denied bail because of her part. In the Freedom Convoy. The article is called Key Convoy or Organizer Tamara Lich Denied Bail While Patrick King Appears in Court. So the article continues as this um, Ottawa, one of the most visible organizers behind the protests against COVID 19 restrictions and the Liberal government near Parliament, was denied bail Tuesday. An Ontario court judge said she believed there was a substantial likelihood Tamara Lynch or T Tamara Lich would commit offenses if released. Do you guys not see the absurdity in the language? They have police officers literally beating up innocent protesters, peaceful protesters, fining businesses for simply helping out their fellow citizens. Yet for some reason, this individual who helped organize, who helped organize a peaceful protest has struck so much fear in the hearts of the justice system in Canada that they are, they are afraid that she would commit offenses if released. In the eyes of a corrupt state, in the eyes of an authoritarian regime, disobedience is evil. Righteous indignation is corruption. And the standing up against evil is blasphemy. The article continues on talking about another uh, key organizer named Patrick King. Uh, he was in court for a bail hearing where a woman who acknowledged she had only met him four weeks ago offered to be a surety pledging half of the value of her Alberta home to guarantee his bail. This woman has to pledge the value of half her home, half her home, to free an innocent man who did nothing other than stand up against evil. So the Crown argued for the King's continued detention and the court is stated to rule on the matter Friday. In Lich's case, Justice Julie Bourgeois said the trucker convoy's effect on Ottawa was immense and she felt Lich was obstinate and disingenuous in her responses to court during her bill hearing, which took place Saturday. I cannot be reassured that if I release you into the community, you will not re-offend bourgeois, bourgeoisie, whatever, how to, I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. Um, your detention is necessary for the protection and safety of the public. 
I've decided I'm not going to read any more of these articles because, you know, I, I pretty much said what I needed to say. If you yourself cannot realize what's going on in the world around you and cannot see the end that is looming ahead of us, then there is no reason for us to discuss anything further. For those of you with eyes to see and ears to hear, stay diligent. But uh, let's move on to another topic I want to discuss, and that is the Russia incident or the Russia and Ukraine incident. I know I already had a podcast episode uh, where I discussed this topic, but I want to go into more detail about why exactly this war seems to be very well documented and pushed on almost every social media platform I use. And I'm sure you are likely in the same boat. It makes me sad seeing these clips it makes me sad seeing these things play out, play out, not because I feel any real attachment to the war itself. I do feel an attachment to the war because it's, you know, the senseless slaughtering of human life. But what really makes me sad is the narrative and the objective. First things first, Donald Trump will be president in 2024. This isn't me stating what I want to happen. I don't care about Trump or Biden. I know they're both puppets of the grander agenda. But Donald Trump losing the presidency to Biden was intentional because it was obvious to me right towards the end of his presidency that Donald Trump will be the chosen frontman for World War III and the conflicts to come. Now, with the war waging in Ukraine and uh, Russia, people are beginning to see the idiocy of the Democratic Party and they're losing hope in Biden, which was inevitable. He's a mentally ill, senile old man. He's not okay at all. The losing of hope in Biden started at the beginning of the Afghan debacle when we pulled out of Afghanistan and abandoned, abandoned our allies. And then you see China becoming more bold and aggressive with Biden doing little to nothing to answer back to their aggression. And now you have, again, a full-blown war against one of our supposed allies. People are already seeing Biden as a weak leader. And in times of distress, a strong and confident leader will always be preferred even if his agenda is not in the people's best interest. Because, I'm sorry, Trump's ties to Israel are definitely something you should be concerned with. The war being broadcasted to America, like I'm seeing clips of Ukrainian soldiers dancing together, Ukrainian people uniting, and it's all beautiful to see human beings coming together in their time of need, but this broadcasting of this footage is intentional. They want us to sympathize, they want us to humanize these people, which of course you should humanize every person going through uh, immense suffering. But it's clear to me their objective is to create sympathetic sentiments for Ukraine and for the war against Russia. Now, a lot of people are saying that Russia's apparent sloppiness in the war is a sign that Russia isn't really a threat. Come on, guys. It's Russia. The same thing happened in the war against Napoleon in World War II. Russia always starts out sloppy, but when its elites get together and start funneling money, which, by the way, Russia is a major stronghold of the Rothschild masquerading as a separate entity from the Greater Hive or the Greater Dollhouse, as Russia picks up steam and the war crimes become more aggressive and apparent, these videos will become more common and will appear with much more frequency and as Americans start seeing other human beings getting killed, the war fever will spread like wildfire. 
And this is only the beginning. Like I said in my other video, China is watching this very closely because they're going to be allies with Russia. It's inevitable. Russia and China are, are going to be our enemies. They want to take Taiwan. They want to take Japan and the rest of our southeastern allies. And once that begins, you best believe we're going to be seeing thousands of videos of Taiwanese people being killed as well. There's going to be a dramatic increase of mass suffering. And because of the fact we all have smartphones to record these things, the world will see creating a sense of instability and panic and fear. They want you in a constant state of fear, so we will move to the tune of orders coming from above. When I say above, I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about the elites that rule over us. And we will obey out of desperation for an end to the chaos and the suffering. We are being led to slaughter in a war that would actually end all wars, or maybe the precursor to an even grander war, you know, because World War One did come before World War Two. So who knows, maybe World War Three is just a precursor to World War Four, which, oh man, I do not want to be alive to see World War Four. You know, but if I am, you best believe your boy's going to be pumping out memes like usual, making fun of the uh, agitators that are going about spreading the war fever. If you want to read more about how we will be destroyed and led into slavery, check out my book, Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's your man, Victus Devoid. Again, check out my book. Stay focused, stay diligent, and of course, God bless.